0: Welcome to Abby and the Mustangs. This podcast connects Mustang lovers everywhere and sparks conversations in an effort to promote the adoptions of American Mustangs. I'm your host, Abby Connie. Okay, so welcome back to Abby and the Mustangs. It has been a long, long time since I have posted on this podcast, but it's okay because the beautiful thing about having your own podcast is that you can do whatever you want whenever you want. Um, And so I kind of took a break from it for a little bit, but I could not resist doing it in the episode because I have just experienced one of the most unique Um, clinic setups in, I think, in the horse industry, honestly. So I'm here with my um, two new friends who I have have gotten to know and see their progress with their horses over this clinic, Um, Grace and Garrett, well, Grace Thompson and um, Garrett Shanks. And so um, what's really cool is that this clinic brought all of us together. Um, We all picked up Mustangs on this past this past Friday right Mm -hmm. yeah so Friday we picked up the horses and we've had them for an entire week and we have been doing colts starting with them with the famed mark lyon and so just being under his guidance itself was a really cool experience but just the setup of the clinic um, was really neat and I think um, you know Garrett and grace can share their insight on it as well but I just wanted to kind of introduce my two guests first um, we'll start with grace Um, this is Grace Thompson, and so can you just tell us um, where you're from, how old you are, and um, I guess how you got into Mustangs or horses just in general?
1: Yeah, so I'm Grace Thompson. I am from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I am 21 years old. I've been doing Mustangs and really horses in general since 2018, so not very long. Um, I adopted my first Mustang when I was 17 years old and did the youth makeover I uh, really like that. Got kind of hooked to it. <laughs> been doing them ever since. So this this Mustang that I picked up for the clinic with Mark Lyon mm-hmm. uh, will be my third adult makeover. Um, so I'm super excited with how things have been going. I'm excited to see you know where my horse ends up in 100 days, um, and yeah. you know Abby and Garrett's horses too, and everybody else that's here at the clinic. Uh, Mark's really helping us get a good good start on these guys.
0: Yeah definitely. How do you feel about your horse? Like tell us tell us about your horse. Like what does he look like and everything? He, he's a
1: hunk guys. I <laughs> love him. He is a five-year-old just gelded stallion from Massacre Lake, California. Oh man. So I've never done a California Mustang. <laughs> so I'm super excited. I really like him so far. He's super chill. Um, super well goes with the flow until he decides he's Done going with the flow and then he kinda (laughs) wants to do his own thing. So we've had a little bit of some some hiccups. We've had a little a little bucking around, a little bit of running away today. Um but we got it worked through and I think we're in a fantastic spot. So I'm super I'm super happy with my horse.
0: Yeah, and just to give you guys a visual, imagine like a young woman or like someone like me, if you know me. Someone average, even just their face, and that's about how big the kneecaps on this horse is that he's Grace massive. has. He's a humongous, like, and he's not super tall. Like, he's not super tall. He's probably like what fourteen two. He's
1: probably barely fourteen. 1. He's yeah. Oh not my Super gosh. tall, but gosh, Almighty, he is. His Stop. knees are
0: huge. Yeah. So how old did you say he is? five? He's five. Yeah. That's nice that they cut him kind of at this age because yeah, he gets like those full grow. cheeks and yeah, and he yes. gets all that masculine. No, he Heck yeah. Good yeah that's super cool well okay and now Garrett Garrett is here as well so can you tell us where you're from and then how old you are and where uh, or tell us where you got into horses and then tell us about your horse
2: Sure. So I'm from the St. Louis, Missouri area, on the Illinois side of the river. Um, I've been working with Mustang since 2018. Same as Grace. We actually competed oh, we against. That's where we yeah. met.
0: actually. We've yeah.
2: Oh my gosh! I love that. <laughs> we met at our first Youth Extreme Mustang Makeover in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, we were. Stall partners, we had to share a text stall.
1: And oh then... we've yeah. competed at the same events almost at least one a year ever since. Yep. Oh my gosh. So, and we're always we so stalled next to each other because our last <laughs> names
2: match up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You know, I'm like so lucky because since getting into like the makeovers now, I have the same last name as Jeff Cook. And so, so we're always going to be like stall partners. And his wife, she's like the master, so like, homemaker. Like, she makes the tax stall. Awesome. Like, yeah, just makes it feel like a home and stuff. And so it's so much fun, yeah, to kind of have him. But that's so crazy. Me and Jessie kind of met the same way because she started the same time that I started. But she was in the adult and I was in the youth. And then we kept seeing each other after that at a few events. And then, yeah, like, with Ophelia and Dreamer, our, our personal horses, like, it's so funny that we ended up with them back. They're both Muddy Creek. <laughs> you know, we competed in the same competition. Like, she beat me. She got she got second. I got third. And um, and after that, I was like, man, I really got to beat that girl. <laughs> you know, you know, but, but I loved her. She was, she was so much fun to be around. So, yeah, that's so cool. Like, the awesome thing about the Mustangs is, like, it's like that, you know, like, it brings people together. It doesn't. It's family. Yeah, it's family. And, and you know what? So, Louie. Um, Louis, who is Jesse's uh, husband, he was here, we're, we were in the trailer just now, and he was like, man, I really don't wanna leave. And I was like, really? Like, I'm surprised to hear that from him, you know, cause he's just barely getting into this stuff and he was kinda hesitant. But he was like, yeah, you know, it's just we've all been around each other for so long and we're all used to it. And I was like, we're like a family, huh, Louie? And he was like, (laughs) yeah, you know, (laughs) it was so so funny. So I'm like, yes, like he's getting into it. He sees it like he sees how it is. So, yeah, it's so funny. Okay, so like tell us about your horse. How is she doing so far?
2: Sure. So I picked up a four year old um, bay mare out of Gashute, Nevada. She is doing great. She was just rounded up last summer. Um, She's a little on the thin side, so we're working on getting her on a good feed program and everything. But we have been able to kind of continue through some light training. Um, She's doing great on her saddle, great on the ground. Uh, She's super calm and chill about everything. Like, nothing has really made her aggravated yet. So um, she's been been super fun. She's going to be a fun... This will be my first adult makeover. I've done several youth um, extreme Mustang makeovers and tip challenges, and a couple adult tip challenges. But this will be my first adult makeover. So I think I drew a really nice mare to get me kind of started in this and to see, you know, what the rhythm is and how to compete as an adult now.
1: Yeah, with the big
0: dogs. Yeah, Yeah, for for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody says, like, going to the makeovers, like, oh, well, you should, you should be trying to win, you know, like, your head, your mindset should be to win, but I think definitely for, like, people like us, you know, Mm -hmm. this is only my second, well, yeah, it'll be my second and third um, makeover, because I'm doing that virtual one, but... It's like, I'm just trying to get better. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. trying to get a feel, like a lay of the land and, like, experience it. And then I just want to get better every time. And then enough to where, like, I can see it. You know, I can see the first place, like, and it's just, I'm getting closer and closer. Like, yeah, I think I think it'll take time and stuff. But that's really cool. So what do you think has been, like, your highlight with your horse? And then, like, kind of, like, your low, like, if you don't mind sharing that.
2: Sure. So highlight with my horse... Um, has probably been to being able to get on her on day two out of the wild. Um, the fastest I've been able to do it on my own so far has been day three,
0: mm-hmm. so
2: to beat that with day two has been pretty cool. Um, that was kind of a personal highlight. I wanted to kind of see if I could get things rolling and get them done in a timely manner. Yeah, um, one fall that we've had. Was a a legitimate fall. (laughs) Um, uh, We were out riding, and she she took off um, with a few bucks and crow hops and stuff. And unfortunately, I wasn't quite prepared for it, and I came off. But I got back on and was able to ride ride her through it, and we we managed to kind of keep going. And ever since then, she's we haven't had any issues. Everything's been smooth going, and we've we've done the obstacle work now, and. Rode in the arena and all kinds of crazy stuff. We we chased an alpaca. Oh
1: my god, <laughs> alpaca. Yeah. yeah,
2: so you know, typical little little hiccups, but nothing that wasn't expected or anything. Yeah, it's just, you know, tons of growth and experience came out of that. Right. So it's it was it was a good time.
0: Yeah, that is that's really cool. What about you, Grace? Like, what do you think would be your high and like your low?
1: I would have to say. Probably the highlight would be or maybe like my biggest moment of trusting and letting go of something that I've always done. I've always had halters and leads on my Mustangs. And I know mm-hmm. that's kind of like people are like, Oh, you should be able to you should be able to walk in there and halter your uh-huh. horse. Well, I, I'm not super good at that. <laughs> so I think one of the highlights was having the tools and equipment to be able to walk yeah. in catch my horse on the first day mm-hmm. and get him haltered and led and just making the progress really yeah. pretty, pretty rapidly, but successfully. And like, yeah. there's not holes in the foundation. Um, ho and then a low I'd have to say would maybe be, I think, I think the first time I took him in the round pen, he reared up and flipped and got, not away from me, but I, I knew that I had a hole, mm-hmm. and I needed some help to fix it, so yeah. that wasn't necessarily, like, a low, it was just a point where I was, like, kind of disappointed in myself, yeah. like, you should have been able to handle that, right? and I, you know, just didn't didn't have the skill set to get it taken care of quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark stepped in and helped me with that. So it wasn't necessarily like a bad thing, it was just something that I yeah. kind of was beating myself up about. Yeah, but and it's
0: harder too, especially when people are watching and it like is. you have you feel pressure because you want to impress, you know, like Mark and like you don't want to look stupid but like the the cool you thing is, have is to. yeah you is you have to like it'll show it'll it'll show like same with me like i felt that same way i'd say like my high with my horse was probably going through the obstacle course yesterday and him taking off we were trying to get him to go forward and the problem was is that i was trying to micromanage him when he, when he didn't know how to go forward, and then he would go forward, and then I was trying to slow him down because he was going really fast, and I was also trying to turn him, but he doesn't know how to slow down and he doesn't know how to turn. We're trying to get him to go forward. <laughs> so it was like all this stuff at once, but after I, like, Mark was like, let him go, like, you know, how he says, and I'm just <laughs> like, okay, like, I'm literally just gonna let go and I'm just gonna full send it right now and just let Mark kind of push me around the, the pen. And um, he like took off, jumped over the jump, which was not planned. I definitely wasn't steering, but I was like, "Oh wait, he knows the jump! Like that's great! Like that's cool!" But um, yeah, a low. Even though he did buck with me and I stayed on, that wasn't my low. Actually, I was pretty. I was pretty happy that I didn't get off because I didn't want him to like get away with it because he's definitely one that would keep trying if he did and so I think my low was when I went back in there the next day and I was scared to ride him and I was like why am I scared to ride this horse you know like And I felt like kind of guilty because everyone was like, oh, that was so good. Like, oh, you stayed on. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. But I never let my horses buck. Like that was like pure, like, I don't know, natural instinct staying on. Like, but that was not where my mental was at. Like I didn't want him to buck. And so, and it hurt and I don't like pain. And so I was thinking if he was gonna buck again, it was really gonna hurt. But um, no, like I got through it and then I like was crying and everything, I was all embarrassed, but. No, like, it was good, but that was, yeah, that was definitely, like, my low point was walking into that round pen and him just walking all over me, and I was just, like, totally defeated already, and, um, yeah, no, just, like, pushing through it was good, so, so, yeah.
1: I was gonna say that your obstacle experience, I had a very similar experience, (laughs) but it did not have the same ending. My horse actually ended up bolting and running away from me pretty bad, and then, you know didn't quite get to bucking but he definitely was like I am not going over the tarp and you can't make me he is, he is probably pushing uh, 1200 1300 pounds he's a big dude yep so yeah. that was that was definitely not ideal but you know we got you know Mark helped us yeah. get through it and uh it was fantastic.
0: It was really good. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like it, And today, I like how he said, it, it looks ugly before it looks good. Like, but it's going to look good. Yeah. <laughs> it's counting. It's counting. <laughs> like, it will. Yeah, definitely. It'll definitely do that. So I kind of want to, like, I kind of want to give... I guess listeners a visual of what we have going on here because like I said this is a very unique experience. I think I've never heard of anybody doing this. I've heard of something similar but not getting results like this and not for a makeover. I don't know if anyone's done this before but um so basically there was 12 of us that picked up and we all came on Friday and Katie katie and craig moore are who is hosting us here in may texas and their ranch is pretty cool so you pull in and there's a big arena and you come around and you in front of their arena they have a round pen so it all kind of connects together um and so they have their big round pen and then all the way down this aisle on both sides they've got stalls and their arena is on like the one side it's kind of i can't really give directions unless like if i'm facing north you know it's different if it's on the left and right so i'm just gonna try and like lay it out here but the arena and the barn they're next to each other so the aisle is really cool they have seven foot fencing that craig craig had built you know this entire barn yeah hand welded this whole barn And, um, they're six foot 20 by 20 stall or seven foot 20 by 20 stalls. And then they have, uh, did he say it was an 80 by 80, that Mm -hmm. big pen? Yeah. That 80 by 80 is what we're using for an obstacle pen. That's at the way end of the barn. And, um, and then we have, yeah, the round pen is kind of at the beginning of the barn at the front where you kind of unload the trailer. Um, but everything is so cool because all these gates, you know, they swing and you can, you can cut, you know, off each stall for whatever horse needs to come in and out. So for the first day, you know when the horses weren't quite ready to lead um and they had to be led out with uh with like a saddle horse it was very safe it was easy you could you know not maybe not for the guy riding the horse he had to duck his head (laughs) under the gate but other than that like you can you can safely put these horses you know run them in and out so they have a really cool setup perfect for a clinic like this like just ideal I would say so so yeah everybody had their horses in in every stall and we were all side by side training the the whole the whole week and I don't want to give away too much information but like I will I think I will I guess we'll say like what we kind of worked on I mean on the first day I mean we did first touches and everything with pool noodles instead of you know kind of like an extension that was a really cool that was really cool to see eye um, opener. yeah I <laughs> eye, eye opener, yeah, right yeah. it's like whoa, I can get my hands on him in like the first 30 minutes like this is crazy um, yeah, for, so you were saying that you, you, the fastest you've ever gotten a first ride was day three. Yeah. What about you? What, what's I yours? I've done one on day five. Day five? That's so crazy. You guys, like, the the soonest I can recall I ever rode a horse was, like, day, like, 40. That was, like, the soonest. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the soonest I had done all this prep work and stuff. And then um, that was for my first makeover. And that's, like, the fastest I've ever done it. But and that's then... still
2: pretty good. Like, <laughs> if you did, like, all the prep work to do it, that's pretty good. My yeah, day three, I did a ton of
0: groundwork. Yeah,
2: my day three was like no groundwork. Like I yeah. got the horse in preparation to yeah. do my first adult because I knew I'd only have 100 days to train. Yeah. So when I got this gelding, I was like, well, I'm going to just kind of let's see how we can or how much we can get done in a 100 day time frame as if I was competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sure enough, we we got on him and first ride was day three and second ride. We kind of waited until day fifteen and
0: Mm -hmm.
2: it was I went out with Grace and it was straight up the mountain, across the mountain ridge, down the (laughs) other side of the mountain and through the valley, back to camp in the dark. So that was the second ride and it was it was was killer. It
1: was awesome. I think I actually had the horse that I had done in five days. That Uh horse was from Utah. It was a little like 13 hand. Pony, and he was. He they was, trek, don't they? They Do they so we trek got Garrett's out? Garrett's big old horse, and I'm like, oh, this should be this should be pretty good. My horse moves pretty quick, and Garrett's horse has long legs. Well, yeah. About five minutes later, I can't see Garrett
2: anymore. I know. <laughs> we were my gone. horse was like, oh my goodness, I'm not even going up this mountain anymore. Like, <laughs> can know. we turn around? <laughs> my oh my god!
1: Full send all the way until we got.
0: That's there. crazy. You know, I can't even picture like what Tennessee looks like. Oh, it's
1: so beautiful. what does it look so like gorgeous. it is just fields of luscious grass and mountain backdrops everywhere oh, like the valley or the mountain where I live you drop down into a valley and um it's just like green rolling hills. You drive through the valley. Uh-huh. And it's just green rolling hills wow. everywhere you look. And How
0: far is Tennessee from here? Can we go today? Can we go to field trip <laughs> to Tennessee so, today?
1: So from May, <laughs> Texas, I believe Tennessee is gonna be about seventeen hours. Oh, oh no. So my gosh. It is a long That would long drive. be a long field trip. <laughs> it is a long field trip. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. That's crazy. But it's
1: worth it. Tennessee is Tennessee yeah. is
2: beautiful. Tennessee it was
0: Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I really hope that we can get this Mustang retreat going that we want to do in Page, and you guys come because honestly, like southern Utah and northern Arizona is really, really pretty. Love um, Arizona. Southern Arizona is really, really pretty, but it's really hot, and so that's why people are like, I hate it down there. But if you're like a snowbird who goes there from like winter to spring, like it's it's that's why there's so many snowbirds because it's so beautiful like it's so good down there but yeah no know it's so crazy like it's we're so worlds far. apart yeah, yeah. All we're worlds apart we're so, far away. so freaking far that's, that's like the <laughs>
2: best part of the mustangs is it draws so many people in and
0: yeah fly. it's Corners. more
2: than just to like show up for a horse show and compete like we're we're like showing and you know teaching each other throughout the week yeah and you know,
0: just like encouraging just, to yeah you. you just
2: build the friendships and then you got friends all over the country like I don't hey, I don't even stress driving across the country if I have to go drop a horse <laughs> off or something I'm like ah no big deal my truck trailer breaks down i can just call yeah. this person yeah, or that you have friends person along like, the
1: way <laughs> and if
2: i don't know them they're going to know somebody through the mustang community so yep. it's, it's a tight it's a tight family for sure
1: that's so true we recently my team and i expanded from the country to overseas recently we sent some mustangs to germany for mm-hmm. the extreme mustang makeover in germany and uh it was really cool to see how even in Germany, the Mustang family is the same. Really? They all, yes. They, like, we had trainers come from uh-huh. France, from West France. Um, we might have had a guy from Spain. I'm not 100% sure on that. But the Mustang family is the same. Yeah. Like, they're, they're all super tight. They're connected to us here yeah. in the U.S. Like, it's really... You know, Mustang people are really special. I'm so
0: happy that you brought up the Mustang Germany thing because I was going to. But tell, can you please tell us how that, how did you get yourself into that? (laughs) What a
1: freaking cool experience. Like, tell us that story. So, Mustang Makeover Germany works the same way as the makeover here in America. Um, The trainers have 100 days to gentle their horses and then show them and auction them at the end. Um, So, I got into it. My BLM representative called me one day and said, hey, what do you, you know, what you got going on in your life? It's like, you're super busy, are you single? Like, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know me. Oh, and yes. uh, not a lot going on, just training client horses. And he was like, um, I, you know, they are looking for somebody to do, do this job. And it's, you know, we, they got to fly 22 wild horses to Germany mm-hmm. for the Germany Mustang makeover. Is that something you think you might be interested in doing and I was like heck yeah how cool is that can I go yeah and so I I took the job and we had 22 Mustangs from Oregon shipped Mm -hmm. from Oregon to Tennessee and we had done all the prep work we'd overhauled my facility Mm -hmm. like we were ready to roll yeah and I was like all right we're gonna go get the first load of horses so we drive down to the storefront yeah and uh I get there and I've sorted probably close to 1500 wild horses yeah um we get there. We back the truck up. And I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go sort out our first six horses. Mm-hmm. And I walk down there and all the horses like turn and look at me. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad sign. Like, <laughs> so I walk down the alley and horses just start like climbing out of pens and running through panels. Oh and no. They were, they were absolutely the most wild horses I've ever seen. Really? So what turns out they were all three strike Mustangs. So they were either adopted through an internet adoption and turned down or adopted and returned or have been in holding a long time so all of them had like super reactive tendencies yeah um so they were from paisley desert oregon south steen stinking water palomina buttes and we had one from Beatty's Butte, and then we had a mare from Salt Wells.
0: Beatty's? Is that how you say Beatty's it?
1: Beatty's Butte. Thank
0: you so much. Oh, my God. I will never have to say Beatty's? Beatty's?
1: Beatty's? I'll never have to say that again. Beatty's okay. Butte. So we had the one gelding from Beatty's Butte, Oregon. We had one mare from Salt Wells, Wyoming, and one mare from Range Creek, Utah. So the Range Creek, Utah was the only one we had that was aggressive. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. She started out aggressive. And then obviously the Salt Wells was like the easiest one. She was like, yeah, pat me. Like, she was super quiet. Did any of you guys like get,
0: get? did she ever come after you guys? Pretty she, came, hard?
1: the Range Creek Mayor came out. We called her El Rojo, which is a little red. Um, She came after me, I think, three times a day for the first five days. Really? Like, Mm -hmm. from
0: outside the pen? Like, you would walk by? No, like, when I was
1: working with her, she would just charge and stuff. But she got over it, and she ended up being uh, my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) um, But they were all... It was really cool to work with that many HMAs Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Kind of with the same goal in mind. So, we had to load them into jet boxes. Mm -hmm. So, they were in, like, a set of three. The jet boxes were, like, maybe three, four foot wide, like Mm -hmm. just wide enough for a horse to squeeze in and you like click the doors in and super, not a lot of room for things to go wrong. How tall are they? The jet boxes are like seven, eight foot tall. Oh, okay. So they've got plenty of head space. So there's just not a lot of room for side to side. Uh Uh-huh. So we had to prep them for that. We had barely five weeks to take them from wild, wild horses to, all right, get in this jet box. That is amazing. That is amazing. And they were all three strike. They were all three. They were all straight. sales already, so they were all. Oh my gosh,
0: out. that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty wild. I was definitely actually Mark Lyon came and helped us out yeah. a little bit because I was like, "Hey, I mean, <laughs> we want to make sure these horses get on the plane in a week." Like, can oh you just my come?
0: gosh, you're like, it's all hands on deck. Like, I need help. That's awesome. Yeah, it was
1: pretty. It was something <laughs> else. We we really enjoyed it, and you know the people in Germany were super happy to get the horses, and you know they had an eight-hour flight through the middle of the night and then they got there to frankfurt and the trainers picked them up and so it was, cool it was pretty
0: cool that'll so. be that'll be sweet so we can they have a mustang makeover germany facebook page yes i'm pretty sure so like if people were interested in seeing how that goes i would people go, go follow. yeah i'd go follow and keep an eye on it for the next couple of months and maybe see, I don't know if they do updates there, but you might. They do
1: a lot of updates.
0: Perfect. A lot of updates. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. And
1: they have so. an Instagram, too. And uh, I think they actually compete in September.
0: Awesome. Oh, so, so around the same time September. that we will, then? Yep. yep. Oh, man. Yep. That's crazy. So, okay, well, um, kind of coming back to, like, our horses, um, what would you say is, like, um like do you guys think that you have like achieved like any like major goals like that you had for yourselves like this week i guess i'll ask you first garrett or maybe i'll start with myself you guys can think about it because i know that's kind of a, a good question but um some goals that you've accomplished um i my personal goal i think is Actually at the beginning of this year I set some like you know like New Year's resolutions and like I told myself that I wasn't gonna back away from things that scared me and so like I feel like that day in the round pen of like standing there and just being so mad at him and then Mark being like okay like and I'm like okay and he's like get on up there and I'm like okay And I just like walked around put my foot up and I'm like okay we're doing this so so yeah no I'm I think that's definitely like a goal that I've accomplished for myself was not was not backing down because I definitely told myself I was going to let Mark ride him. I was like, oh, Mark, can you please ride him? I was going to just, but I was like, no, like, I need to do it. Stop backing away from the things that scare you. Like, just do it. And it turned out okay. So that's, that's kind of like my goal. I don't know if you guys have anything that's you really wanted awesome to share. Though. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of broke down in that moment. And you, I was you like, did it. No, that was, yeah, cool. was That like, oh was God. awesome. But, yeah, no. It got really hot, didn't it? It, like, hot. wasn't that hot. And now I'm like, I'm sweating. It is so hot. Here.
1: <laughs> it is hot. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. But
1: I don't know that I had, like, a major, major goal. I really was kind of, I think, in the back of my mind, hoping that I would be on my horse the first day. Because I was like, uh-huh. how cool is that? But... Like, um, <laughs> But I really learned a lot more. I didn't get on my horse till day four, mm-hmm. so I'm at least a ride, maybe two rides behind just about everybody. Which is yeah. okay because I, you know, I made more mm-hmm. ground on the on the ground. Yeah. Um. I had a little bit more work to do as far as my horse wasn't really afraid of anything, so we had to really work on him being super pushy and dragging yeah. Him around.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I would say like, you know, my goal obviously didn't really come to pass but I gathered a lot more doing it you know taking Mm -hmm. a little longer route than I would have if I'd have just you know like I'm gonna ride it today like (laughs) he's quiet enough I probably could have but it wouldn't have I wouldn't have learned as much yeah yeah I I would say that's kind of
0: yeah no and like you have to decide for yourself too it's like what I think that's kind of what I've learned here you have to decide for yourself between you and your horse like what like the risk versus the reward type of thing Mm -hmm. like what what can we do now how is it gonna affect you later like don't let them start bad habits like you know you have to be perfect like you have to be perfect if you want your horse to you know be be perfect too you know but yeah yeah no that's great so do you think so like for people that ask oh my gosh how did you do it how did you get on your horse on day four like even though it was day four how did you do it what would you say
1: I would say definitely because of the help I had. Like, that is not mm-hmm. something... Granted, like, the one I got on on day five, like, we had had some pretty powerful breakthrough sessions, yeah. and I was like, I think that I could do this. Yeah. Um, this horse, we haven't really connected on that level, so I definitely would say it's been the support group of all the other trainers. Like, hey, man, yeah. you got this. Yeah. Cowboy up and do it. Like, you got it. <laughs> and then having, you know, Mark and Craig and Katie Moore kind of just guiding me as I went through the process like hey you know put your hand down Hey, just sit deep like you got Mm -hmm. it um so I definitely say get a good team get a good support group get a good mentor somebody that's gonna kind of back you up if things go wrong Mm -hmm. and not necessarily keep you from making mistakes but allowing you to grow through your mistakes and helping you when you're like, okay, I've tried five different things and none yeah. of them have worked. What should I do? And he's like, I'm glad you asked. Try this. <laughs> he's like, I've been watching. I'm struggling. <laughs> right? So I would definitely say having a good mentor. Yeah. Um, or at least somebody, you know, a friend, somebody that's got a Second eye. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, second pair that's, of eyes for sure. Yeah,
1: that's what I think, for sure.
0: <laughs> do you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah.
2: yeah, um, <laughs> glad yeah. So I feel like walking into this whole experience um i didn't have too many major goals because the whole like this whole trip was kind of planned a little last minute on my part like i (laughs) grace and i were just talking (laughs) one night and um she's like yeah i'm going to texas and i'm like really i just worked with mark like last week and he told me to go too but there's no way i can go and she was like just come And then she, like, stopped texting me for the night. Like, her last reply was, just come. And I'm like...
1: That's me, though. What? So I ended up
2: up just calling Mark up and calling Grace. And I'm like, let's get this figured out. And I just kind of packed my truck and trailer and shot down to Tennessee. (laughs) And Grace and I rode out here to Texas. And um, it's been an adventure. So, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of planning time. But the little bit I did sit down and try to figure out, you know, what was the reasoning? Why was I coming down here? Mm -hmm. Like, was I coming for the experience, or was I coming because my friend told me just to come? (laughs) (laughs) And so...
0: I totally relate uh, to that exact statement.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, because it has has to be meaningful. There has to be a purpose behind it. Otherwise, it just doesn't need to happen.
0: Yeah, it's like a waste. Um, Yeah.
2: So, you know, what I kind of came to the conclusion with was... Um, I came because I wanted to get a good handle on my first adult horse. Um, I, I'd always said, my first adult horse, I'm going to train under the authority of somebody. Like, I'm going to go work with the trainer mm-hmm. straight through the process. Well, unfortunately, you know, I had a couple um, opportunities lined up. And, you know, life goes on. And yeah. opportunities don't follow through and stuff. So um, when this door opened, I, I, I was like, ooh, I really need to jump on that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I came in with the goal of just getting a good handle on my horse, getting started, um, having an idea of where I need to be and what I need to do for the next 120 days. Um, and then aside from that, I wanted to learn um, somebody's colt starting program. I really wanted to have the opportunity to learn another person straight through, like mm-hmm. from wild to the first couple of rides and all that. Because, you know, everybody does a different. Some people want two weeks of groundwork. Some people get on on the first day. So I wanted to kind of see a different Um, different opinion on that so it's yeah it and I definitely I feel like I reached both of those goals um, on many different levels Um, you know I I feel like Mark I've been able to watch Mark do his process and I learned a ton and then having Craig and Katie Moore here they you know they kind of walked us through some of what they think and how they do it which was super cool and then another super cool thing is we had the neighbors stop by, which was super cool oh, to learn from. Oh yeah,
1: the neighbors. <laughs> the neighbors. We'd gotta the say, neighbor. We got to say, we
0: got to name drop them. Like we got to give them like their own grand like introduction. Exactly. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't said yet. We haven't gotten to that yet. That we that we went to the neighbors.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like who are the neighbors spit it out um yeah so tom hagwood and arianne hagwood and their daughter tommy jean who herself has her own name for herself um came over they are katie and craig's literal like five minute up the road two minutes yeah i was thinking i could walk down the road last night to get back to the get back to their ranch here but yeah the the hagwoods are just right next door and they have come over several times throughout the week and hung out with us and Tom has, um, you know, watched Mark's Mark's stuff, and even he was like, oh, wow, Mark, you know, I'm going to go home with that and and try it myself, like, type of thing. Like, it was really cool.
2: And same with Mark. You know, he went over to uh, the Hogwarts place with us yesterday and was like, you know what? Let me try that, too. Right? (laughs) Yeah. It
1: was really a special moment to see those two legends of Mustang makeover, like, be humble and learn from each other and watch us and encourage us. Like Tom came yeah. over and watched, you know, I think my second ride. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right. Tom The Hagwood. pressure is on. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So it was really cool to have him give a little bit of input and just to see them learn from each other so willingly. So that, yeah. was, that was a cool experience for sure.
0: So one thing that we have been all talking about lately regarding the horses Um, It's just kind of the horses that we all were given for this makeover. So this makeover was random draw. And so nobody really knew what horses they were going to get before we got them. And so when they all showed up on Friday or when everybody kind of pulled in um, is when we kind of got to see like the range of different types of Mustangs that we were going to have. And so I think so the reason I bring this up is just because there's been a lot of. a lot of, I wanna say controversy, but I don't know if that's the right word still, but controversy around the horses that were selected for the makeover um, for trainers. So um, I know that like Garrett's horse was kind of, mine and Garrett's I would say, um, were kind of came in on like a lower like body condition, (laughs) like really kind of bad condition. And then just seeing like other trainers posting on Facebook there were a lot of people that were really disappointed with the horses that they were picked or have already dropped out of the competition within the first week because of the condition and the age and the size of the horses that were selected. So I guess, I don't know, what are, What do you think, like Garrett, like, or I guess, yeah, I guess we'll go to Grace, Garrett's pointing at Grace, he's not ready yet, <laughs> that's alright, but... Um, I don't know. What, what do you think so far, like, about all these horses we got?
1: So I definitely think that the horses are in pretty bad shape. Um, I, I got pretty lucky and drew one that was in good condition. Um, I think it came from, you know, kind of a different holding facility mm-hmm. than the majority of the horses that were drawn for the makeover. Um, but I definitely think that this is a legitimate issue because, one, the horses are a little underweight, Um, They're small. We're seeing a lot of 13-1, 13-2. And young horses. Young horses. horses, Barely three. Some of them are two. That is just not... Honestly, it's not really acceptable. Like, you can't put the amount of time into those horses. Mm -hmm. Or stress. Exactly. It's a lot to put on a five-year-old horse that's in good shape and good muscle tone already. That's a lot just mentally. Um, when you subtract the physical aspect, but when you mm-hmm. have horses like Garrett and Abby's that are already so behind the eight ball, you're, you know, you're having to put a lot more effort, a lot more feed, a yeah. lot more time into just conditioning them to be ridden. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you're having to break up your rides a lot more and spend a lot more time on the ground. This is a riding makeover. We have to put hours and hours and hours in the saddle on these horses. Yeah. You know, it'd be it'd be great if they all came in on the same like Weight body scale. condition. Mm-hmm. At least on like the same even body playing condition field. Like yeah. <laughs> even if you subtracted the height thing, if you could keep them all at the same age and the same body condition, that would be like super super helpful. Yeah, ideal. It makes it so much harder for the trainers and then it doesn't even come down to like skill of the trainer, it becomes down to, hey, man, I got dealt a really bad horse. Well, luck I got dealt draw. a really good horse, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's part of the makeovers. It's always been luck of the draw. But mm-hmm. normally, you know, Beyond does a little better job of making sure the horses are all kind of consistent. So yeah. this time, it just didn't kind of work out like that. It's a yeah. little frustrating for a lot of the trainers in this makeover. Yeah. Like, that's it's, it was very consistent, like, with all the people
0: that dropped out. They, like, their reasoning was, like, the same. Like, I'm pretty sure three people um, had horses that were too small for them and also too too young. young. Yeah, were too young, and they could tell just because of, like, You know, you can tell when a horse is not done growing when its butt is higher than its withers. And, like, that's probably a sign that you shouldn't be riding it heavily. And, like, for these makeovers, like we said, like, it's kind of a strenuous training process. So, like, to have a horse come in that's in good condition is, like, ideal and also kind of, like, fair to the animal. So, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like uh, BLM definitely chooses what horses that um, we get to we get to use for the makeover right like and you know
1: i think blm definitely chooses them but whether or not it's hey you know matthew and christopher go out there and pick out the worst looking horses for the makeover let's get rid of them Mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't necessarily think that that's how it is at least i hope it's not i think that they're pulling you know freeze numbers up on the computer and saying, Hey, these guys were all gathered at this time, let's send all let's send that set of horses and yeah. these guys were all gathered at this time, let's send that set of horses. Yeah. Um, which is Makes the most sense to me. I don't think that they're just, like, going out and purposefully picking yeah. bad horses. But but at
0: the end of the day, I think there should be, like, at least a sorting process of being, like, okay, yes, this horse is in good condition. This one is not. Like, this one is good. This one is not. Like, you gotta, like, I feel like BLM need, needed to take more... I don't somebody know, consideration. needs to care a little bit yeah more. a little bit more and taking into consideration like what these horses are about to endure like and what you know what they're supposed what they're supposed to yeah so and it's also kind of frustrating cuz then we think about oh well they're saving all the pretty ones you know for the online adoptions and all those people are getting all the nice horses and we're kind of getting like the last like the The last leftovers. leftovers and and I understand too that you know the purpose of the makeovers is to move horses and like maybe a lot of these horses you know had spent a lot of time in holding and needed to get moved but again like going back to just their physical condition I think that that needs to be taken into consideration if those horses are going to be um what's the word, like, eligible for, to be in a makeover or something, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty sad, especially, like, people like Jeff Cook, who normally always makes it back to the makeovers? He had to drop out because always of his makes horse. he really
1: nice horse. He always
0: has nice horses. Luke Castro, he already dropped out too for the same reason. And then um, our friend Aaron, who came to England, I don't know if you guys know them, but England, yeah, yeah, his horse got injured, and they would they couldn't give him a redraw, which is like I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, so he he's not even gonna get to he has to drop out as well. But um, but yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of too bad, but. But yeah, what are you gonna do, Garrett? Your horse is probably your horse probably came in, in the worst condition mm-hmm. of all of them, just like body, like just body condition wise.
2: Yeah, so, so I, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it's my first adult, and I was pretty pretty <clears throat> upset when I saw my draw, um, just being she's she's pretty underweight, and you know I had a pretty heavy training plan, but um, I think it's gonna be a good learning experience. I don't I don't really want to dwell on the negative part, even though I'm bummed, you know, I'm, it's going to, it's going to push me a little bit different in my horsemanship skills and my, um, even just the way I, my feeding program and the way I run my barn, like it's going to change that up just a little bit, which will be good. It'll, you know, maybe strengthen some of my weaknesses or vice versa. So, um, you know, we're going to kind of revamp our original plan that we had for the next 120 days. Um, and we're going to just we're just going to keep chugging along and just hope for hope for the best throughout the whole yeah whole time
0: that's a good way to look at it for sure and just yeah, yeah do what's best for your horse like at the end of the day and like it will it'll come back you know it'll come back for you yeah. and, like, in tenfold you know like it, if if she does well she's pretty once she, she fills pretty. out she's going to be she's going to be big i think she's going to you know bulk up once she no, fills no she's going to be
2: a real nice mare um, cuz <clears throat> at the end of the day you know as much as i'm wanting to win this competition or not even necessarily win but place decent yeah um on a personal note i'm doing it more for the the learning experience and to strengthen and grow my own horsemanship skills along with yeah. just getting another horse at of holding and finding it a good home and setting it up for success so um if that means you know drawing it drawn the worst of the worst then i mean
0: yeah, definitely. There's a plan
2: there for a reason, you know, I threw <laughs> the horse for a reason, so it yeah. it may not be the plan I wanted, but, you know, God had a different one for me, so I'll take it for now, and yeah. I would like to see some nice horses in future events, you know, but yeah, it'll... You know, it's the luck of the draw. So that's how we'll we'll take it this time.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, so my friends, if people wanted to follow you guys because they're like, oh my God, they're so awesome, which is what I think (laughs) about you guys. You guys are so awesome. If they want to follow. about you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, How can they follow you on social media? Like what are your handles for like your horse specific or if you have like training pages or whatever, like where we'll start with Grace.
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. My horsemanship accounts are going to be Get Horsemanship. So it's G E T Horsemanship. Um, and then I'm Grace Thompson on Facebook. Um, you'll probably be able to find me a little easier that way. So again, it's Get Horsemanship on Instagram and Facebook.
2: And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I have a few TikToks out there. <laughs> they're not <laughs> the best, but they're kind of fun. Um, and I also have a website. Um, I have a
1: website too. I forgot about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So you can find me Facebook, Instagram, and my website all at Garrett's Equine Path. Um, again, that's Garrett's Equine Path on Facebook, Instagram, and Google. Two on R's Eagle. on
0: Garrett and two T's. Two R's, two T's. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> and then, what was your what was your website? That you My website said? is just Gat Horsemanship as well. Okay, perfect. So I try to
1: keep it easy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett's
0: is pretty easy too. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me. This has been like the coolest week, and so we're definitely going to have to recap in September when we're all back in Texas Yay. again yes. together. Woo! And we have our horses hopefully we all make it back we will. Um, we and will. yes i like that energy for sure <laughs> so i'm like yes we're gonna do this we're we're all we're all going strong so um thank you guys so much and um thank you to all the listeners for um going through this and for if you are a loyal uh listener and i haven't posted in like a year and you're listening to this i appreciate it so thank you so much